I'm Heather McElhatton, and this is A Beautiful World. How many of your great-grandparents can you name? We all have eight great-grandparents, but most people can only name two or three at the most, which means the odds are that your great-grandchildren won't know your name, let alone about your life, your thoughts, or your memories. Most likely, you'll be forgotten, unless you do something. Something like write a legacy letter. It's a place to state your beliefs, your values, your memories, and how you want people to remember you. Unfortunately, people start to think about this on their deathbed, but my mission is to get people to think about it now. That's Suzanne Pico. She's a certified legacy navigator, which means she helps people write their own legacy letters or ethical wills. And she's passionate about the idea because of a very personal experience she had with her mother. My mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, which is a devastating diagnosis. I think about her every day. I think about, where is she? I just wish that I could have part of her stay with me all the time. And and I think, in a sense, she is with me. She talked to her mom about writing a legacy letter, but her mom was very uncomfortable talking about death. However, her mother did manage to write a letter the night before she died, and she only got out three paragraphs. The fact that she, that my mom didn't get to finish this letter really makes me want to help people think about this before they're sick, before they're you know old. Well, <laughs> you know, think about it while you're young, and and not have a beast be have a stigma of death attached to it. Pico's experience is not uncommon, and that's why Dr. Barry Baines says the best time to write a legacy letter is right now. Every legacy letter is a unique gift that only you can give. Dr. Baines is a hospice medical director and a powerful advocate for legacy letters. And some of those letters still stand out in his memory, especially the very first one ever written in his hospital. It was written by a man named Dennis, who was in his early 40s and dying. He was suffering from extreme existential angst, according to Dr. Baines, because he hadn't accomplished much in his short life, and he thought that he had nothing to leave behind. Here was a guy, didn't have much in the way of assets, didn't have much in the way of education, fairly low-level jobs, bounced around a lot, had a wife and two younger kids that he loved, and here he felt he was a failure in life, now he's dying would not make his mark and he'd just be forgotten. The first wave would come up and wash away the footprints on the sand. And I said, well, maybe Dennis doesn't have much in the way of valuables to bequeath his family to leave on. However, what about values? And this idea that this might be appealing to him might give him some of this transcendence, the idea of being remembered. Not surprisingly, Dennis grabbed onto this the way a drowning person would grab onto a life preserver. And as soon as he was done, Dennis turned to the chaplain, Phil, and said, you know, that spiritual suffering I had, that was like the worst imaginable, 10 out of 10, it's now zero. He now had something actually very tangible that he was going to leave behind to the people that he loved. Dr. Bain says you can start your own legacy letter by answering three short questions. How do you want to be remembered? What's something you've learned from your parents? And what challenges have you overcome? Answer those, and you've already begun your legacy letter, and your great-grandchildren might even remember your name. A beautiful world is one in which people identify their passions and make the world better. You can find out more about writing a legacy letter and leaving your thoughts and memories here on Earth at abeautiful.world. I'm Heather McElhatton, 
And this is A Beautiful World. Brought to you with help from the Polad Family Foundation.